0: Hey, welcome back. Uh, so for those of you that are on YouTube, um, you, you just saw the little quick image there, the big announcement that I have today, uh, of my, my book that I've been working on for, for quite some time now, uh, finally coming out in October. Uh, I don't have a specific day nailed down, but I'll let you all know as soon as I do have a day nailed down. Um, really excited. It's gonna be available on Kindle ebook. Um, it's gonna be available on Amazon for paperback or, or hardcover as well as on audible and, uh, Apple iTunes as an audio book. So whatever format you prefer, um, it's going to be available to you really have been looking forward to this for a while. And I hope you guys are excited, uh, as excited as I am. Uh, it's, it's what you'd call maybe an apocalyptic fiction, type of book, uh, not apocalyptic in the sense of, of biblical or, uh, you know, volcanoes going off everywhere or, or an asteroid hitting Earth. Uh, instead, um, well, it, it, part of it's in, in the, the subtitle. It's, it's zero sum, um, civil strife series, book one. It explores essentially, uh, a, a scenario in which, uh, societal division, uh, political subterfuge and uh, an economic collapse all sort of coincide with each other and of course explores uh, the characters and, and how they um, negotiate such a reality, um, as well as, uh, you know some of the conflicts within. I'm really excited for it. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it, put a lot of work into it. So, so certainly, um, there's a link in the description, um, on, on this podcast or on this YouTube video. If you want to check it out on Amazon, all you'll see right now is the Kindle version available for pre-order. Um, but certainly once it's released, all the other versions will be available as well. Um, getting into the main topic of today's, uh, uh video podcast, uh, I want to talk about silver. And, and the silver market, it's, it's been a depressing, uh, couple days, a <laughs> couple weeks, probably. Really, silver just really failed to take off, um, as, as some had expected, uh, really, you know, earlier this summer at this point, it's essentially the end of summer. Uh, and of course, um, as, as silver often does, uh, you know, end of, end of summer tends to be a bit of a negative. Period. Although um, end of the year also tends to be, you know, seasonality tends to be pretty negative for silver as well, especially in November, December. Uh, and I want to talk about, you know, what does the silver market need to to really take off? I, I'm, you know, I don't want to fall into the trap of. Looking for the next asset that's going to go to the proverbial moon, right? We see that with, with NFTs and with cryptocurrencies and meme stocks. Um, and, and a lot of those are not on the basis of fundamentals. It's more of FOMO or, or what, what, what have you. Um, and, and I'm not necessarily interested in, in always seeking that 500% return or, 5000% return. That's great. I mean that'd be life-changing if if we had something like that happen in in silver or some other asset that we're invested in. Um I think it's dangerous to always be looking for that. And I'm certainly not looking for that in silver. However, you know, at some point you lose some patience. You kind of get sick of messing around with really kind of lackluster performance in the precious metals markets. So this isn't capitulation on my part. That's not where I'm going with this with this talk here. Um, what I'm saying, though, is that what I'm, you know, the title of this video, what does silver need to really take off? Uh, I'm not talking about a move to 30. That's a step along the way. I'm not talking about a move to 35. It's a step along the way. But, but that, you know, we can get there on the basis of just real generic, you know, let's say, slightly higher inflation, um, slightly higher demand, slightly less supply, things like that, right? Um, and of course, you know, less manipulation. You know, we can get there, right? But but at some point, you kind of lose patience with with just these little moves in one direction or another. And yes, I'm not, again, I'm not looking for that massive return. And I'm not, you know, saying that those moves aren't entirely necessary in both directions, right? But you get sick of messing around. And in the title of, you know, today's podcast, what does silver need to take off? As I was kind of considering this myself, I came to the realization that, you know, some of these boxes have already been ticked. I'll go through a list. Um, high amount of interest in, from retail. Check. We've had really high silver demand for the last year plus with the silver squeeze movement earlier this year, uh, including on Reddit, it, was it as big as it could be? No. And and could we have an even bigger move on the basis of retail in the future? Heck yeah. And and I think we will, but checking that box, um, political, uh, again, this isn't, I'm not getting political, but as I've said in the past, silver demand tends to be up. In years in which we have a Democratic president, because some of their economic policies, um, Republicans tend to, and people on the right tend to be more likely to be a stacker, less trust for currency, government, and what what have you, to some extent. Check right. We, we we've had uh, Biden in office um, for for some time now, um, and and we've seen demand rise accordingly. I think will continue to stay high as long as we have a Democrat in office. Um, and, and that's not a statement about just his economic policies or the left economic policies and much as I disagree with him. Um, I think we can see similarly destructiveness on, on the right as well. But again, just looking at demand tends to be up when a Democrat is office. Check inflation. Inflation has been on the rise for. Some time now, the last six months, it's been a huge part of the narrative. And despite, you know, continued reassurance from Jerome Powell and, and company of it being merely transitory, um, it, it hasn't been, it continues to be elevated, maybe not as high as some months, but some of the recent data coming in is still pretty high. Could get a lot worse. You know, just like with the retail move into silver is going to be, I think, much, much larger in the future than just this silver squeeze we've seen in, 2020, seen in 2021. Um, I think same thing goes for inflation. Obviously, I think it's going much, much higher. And it's going to last much, much longer. I think that time aspect is really important too. But check, right? So those are three big aspects right there that we can check the box on. Um, we can add to that um, continued... Uh, uh, A continued perilous situation in terms of debt, global debt, debt yields continue to be extremely low. Um, and debt continues to be extremely high. In theory, this should be a tailwind for something like silver as, as a safe haven investment. Check that box too. Has a long ways to go, um, in either direction, either in terms of further negative in terms of real yields or, you know, a blow up of, of the sovereign and the corporate bond market, um, Those things are probably coming as well eventually and are going to contribute to a lot of, of, uh, again, a tailwind for silver despite maybe some of the deflationary impact over the short term. But to some extent, we can check the box on that too. I mean, the debt picture, nobody can look at the debt picture and say, this is normal except for, you know, like modern monetary theorists, right? Uh, check the box on that too. So, so we, we got a lot of things going for silver. Don't get me wrong. Silver has done well since its lows, uh, in, in, you know, the first half of 2021. But again, $22 silver. And, and we're coming up on quarter four, which can be a bit of a negative time period until we kind of, you know, turn into a new year or at least the end of December. We could see silver drop more or, you know, who knows? Maybe 22 is the bottom, but we could see it lower, right? We could see it test 21, 20 bucks an ounce head into the end of the year. What does silver need? to get going. What are we, what are we missing out on? Well, as I said before, this isn't capitulation. This isn't me saying like, boom, we got the recipe for a big move up in silver. It hasn't moved up and and we must've been wrong. Uh, No, that's not what I'm saying here. However, I think it is important to always, you know, re-examine parts of our, of our thesis. And, and I think it's important to also, you know, Stick to our guns sometimes. For example, Biden has not been in office for an entire year yet, right? And and if he's going to be in for four years, or you know, he uh, you know, twenty fifth amendment takes place, and 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 um and 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 I <laughs> her name's escaping me, uh, Kamala Harris takes over. Uh, yeah, we're still going to get a lot of demand on the basis of politics, um, inflation is going to continue, you know, we're going to get demand from that as well. Um, and, and, and part of that is, you know, sort of what I mean when I say we we have to kind of stick to our guns in terms of saying, you know, these factors are going to be beneficial to the price of silver detrimental to the dollar are going to stoke inflation. They're going to stoke demand for silver, um, those types of things. I think are going to continue and compound on each other, right? Um, you see it in like, let's say like the uranium market. I'm not going to go into a huge aside on the uranium market, but what we're seeing happen right now, um, yes, is partly the result of a lot of FOMO and a lot of, of uh, really inexcusable inaction by by utilities. And of course, the huge move into physical uranium by Sprott, the spot uranium market. Um, but it also was a culmination of years and years of Really uh, uh, worsening supply and demand aspects in the uranium market. Um, silver, we, we're only on you know roughly a year and a half of this really high demand that started you know March of 2020 and is continued through through thus far this this relatively high silver demand type picture, and and I'll remind you it's you know continues to to outpace uh, you know supply. Pretty handily, right? We continue to see, uh, a lot of physical silver sold, a lot being added to, to vault and whatnot, you know, excluding SLV. Um, and, and sometimes the answer is just, you know, waiting, right? Waiting for more and more stackers. And believe me, I think we have a ton of new stackers, big and small, that have joined the space in 2020 and 2021. Continued regular purchases, taking that silver off of, the market because it will always be a physical market. You know, another big thing, and I haven't checked the numbers recently, but another big aspect for silver demand going forward is of is is uh, the East and the Asian market, especially India and their silver purchases. Um, we need that as a I shouldn't say we need, but that that would be a really important tailwind for a big move to the upside. Um, you know, moving past that, I mean, I do think that we still need more inflation to really get this going. Inflation in terms of scale or duration, or probably both, right? Um, Let's say five, let's just say, you know, hypothetically, a 5% inflation print for one month, that's not going to do it. 5% for six months. Now we're talking 10% for 12 months. Well, that's an entire diff- entirely different ballgame, right? We need that scale and duration of the inflation, as detrimental as it is to, to obviously, our own purchasing power, our wages, it, it, savings, etc. Um, it, you know, if you're looking for, you know, what is it going to take to get the silver market to move? Well, it's going to be on the basis of that, you know, a weaker dollar, um, certainly moving up against an inflating dollar, but also a move into silver that exceeds that because of fears about inflation, Right. Um, there's, believe me, a, a ton of deflationists out there, but, but looking at our debt picture, looking at, you know, the continued irresponsibility of the Federal Reserve, all those things are still trending in the same direction that, that for me point to higher inflation. Of course, data continues to show, uh, elevated inflation, right? Um, another thing that I think is going to have to come is, is for the Fed to once again be proven, um, totally out of touch with reality. You know, of course, the recent, some of the recent concerns, you know, part of, of why silver has been down recently has been talk of taper, right? Um, that the Fed is going to draw down their purchases, their QE purchases, eventually stopping them, maybe even reversing them, QT, right? Like they tried before and, and quit that pretty quickly. Uh, and then of course, eventually raising rates. And, you know, remains to be seen how far they're going to make it in that direction. I think much less far than than they did last time around i don't think they're gonna make it to the quantitative tightening i'd be surprised if they were able to make it to the point where they're no longer supporting the market with q e purchases um but we we need the fed to be to be shown for what they are a a bunch of 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 um you know ivory tower economists that are out of touch with reality uh and or have have ulterior motives right and that's gonna take some period of time as well. And it's probably going to require um, you know, elevated uh um you know volatility in the markets, a drop in the market, like we've been seeing recently with with some of this ever grand stuff, which I'm not gonna to touch base on too much today, because I'll be honest, I, I lack the knowledge. I, I'm not I'm not in the know as, as in the know as some people are on it. Um but certainly could be a huge market moving factor and it has been thus far, right? Um, but we need the Fed to to really back off and, and eventually move back to QE and, and maybe even go negative. rate. I mean, all those things are going to be positive. And then of course, you know, the last one that comes to mind is going to be um fiscal in nature. You know, debt is already crazy high, right? The, the deficit and whatnot. Um, but, you know, likely coinciding with whatever it is, whether it's this Evergrande situation and, and it's contagion or some other similar crisis in the next six, 12 months, that might lead the Fed to stop a taper and, and, you know, get back on, on, on the, uh, the printing presses. Uh, a similar type of event. Who knows? I mean, it could be COVID related. It could be a contagion event. It could be, there's a whole host of things. Um, the federal government to get back on it in terms of fiscal policy and extra spending, deeper, deeper deficits beyond what we already have as sort of the, mm-hmm. the base mm-hmm. case. That's what we're looking at in terms of what silver needs to take off, right? Um, I, you Notice I'm not talking ton of, about technicals here, mostly talking about fundamentals, but fundamentals matter, right? Taper talk is going to drive down the price of silver and drive up the dollar, right? Um, a contagion event or a possible contagion event out of China is going to drive down the price of silver. Um, lack of demand or dry, less demand or higher supply, you know, it's going to it's going to affect the price of silver. Less attention from the retail community and Reddit and whatnot. It's going to drive down the price of silver. All those things come into play, and of course, technicals are are huge. And I just again say off the bat here that I'm not a technical, a technical type of person generally. Um, not nearly as good as many are that, that are out there. Nor am I. Um, nor have I looked at the charts enough recently for for the silver market to to. Given an informed opinion on that. But in terms of fundamentals, this is what we're looking at. Waiting for an increased demand. Waiting for more inflation. More irresponsible fiscal policy, monetary policy. You know, continued tailwind from, from purchases from the East. Continued tailwind of, of political division. You know, that's, that's gonna be what brings silver not to 25 or $30, but, but for it to really take off. Right? Uh, we're going to need a confluence of events. And I do think that we're going to get there. I think the silver market has a long ways to go. Um, you know, the final thing is, is going to be maybe manipulation. That's going to be one of the, maybe the final things standing between silver, uh, 22 and silver at 50, 75, 100, whatever it might go to. Uh, it's going to be manipulation, which can be hugely detrimental to our, the psychology of investors and not just the price, right? I mean, <laughs> You see it right now. Silver at 22. That is a big hit for a lot of people psychologically, right? Uh, because they were expecting something different for, for, you know, 2021. Um, doesn't mean that their entire thesis was wrong. Uh, doesn't mean that their timing was entirely off, uh, in the sense that, that, you know, if they're in the physical silver market, they can hang out there for a while. Uh, it's not like they're going to be made illiquid by a move to the downside in the spot silver price or something like that or or have to uh you know meet a margin call right um but that's my thoughts on the silver market right now i i'd love to hear your thoughts um as i said before though the book uh zero sum silver strike series book 1 is up on Amazon for pre-order. Um if you're watching this in the future in October 21 or beyond 2021 or beyond. That's probably already for sale. So so check it out. There's a link down below in the description. I'll probably put it in the comments as well if you want to check it out. Order it ahead of time. Doesn't matter to me. Something I'm really looking forward to though and and something I'm really looking forward to a lot of you guys reading, listening to whatever your preferred format is. Uh, as always though, I'd like to thank every one of you uh from the bottom of my heart for tuning into today's podcast, and God bless.